0: Hello and welcome to Conversations with Jules and Inch. We are your hosts, Julie Smith
1: and Angela Bleacher. We are two women passionate about helping others show up as their true selves in this world. We hope to support and
0: inspire you along your journey of becoming the person you were always meant to be. Because the one thing we know with absolute certainty is that the world needs you. On today's episode, we are going to discuss self doubt, those thoughts, those feelings that create barriers in our lives, barriers that hold us back, keep us small, and ultimately limit us from living out our purpose. So let's dive into what self doubt is and the strategies we use to overcome it.
1: So, yeah, Jules, let's just start talking about um, self doubt, or at least. What how we view self-doubt um, now for me. And I have no idea if this is actually correct. But for me, I think that self-doubt is completely normal and is actually there to protect us. Um, I just think about how we evolved as a species and we like our our main goal is to survive. We are just made for survival. Um, so I view those thoughts of self doubt as like warning signals, um, to prevent us from doing risky things that can jeopardize our survival. You know, I always think about like we evolved as part of a tribe, you know, if we and if we do things that you know get us kicked out of the tribe, people don't like or whatever that would jeopardize our survival. So, so I just think those thoughts of self-doubt do serve a purpose. And, you know, like I said, are there to protect us. Now, I think where the problem or where they become a problem is when we accept those thoughts as truth. um, Because when we accept those thoughts as our truth, then those thoughts essentially control all of our decisions in life. Um, so I think, you know, to kind of navigate self-doubt in life, it really is finding ways or strategies to separate those thoughts that come in from, like our rational conscious mind. So when those warnings, signals come in, those thoughts come in really acknowledging them but then returning entering into your rational conscious mind and then choosing either to listen to it to not listen to it from there um you know i think that's how you or we you know take back then the control and the decisions in our life um i don't know what do you what do you think or what are your views on on self-doubt um
0: It's kind of funny now that I've been doing the work for so long, I I view self-doubt as my greatest teacher right Mm. now. Uh, It's kind of annoying to be honest, but (laughs) (laughs) it truly, it drives my personal development at this point in time. So when I have some sort of fear or self-doubt come up, I'm like, hmm, what's here for me? Um, What do I need to dive into and what is it teaching me? And I agree with what you said, Ange, like it's there to protect us and to keep us safe. So anytime it comes up, I'm like, what, what is it trying to protect me from? What is the lesson here? And why do I feel like it need, why do I feel like I needed to bring this fear or this self doubt with me in this experience? Those are the questions I'm, I'm asking myself. And then I'm, I'm constantly asking me. Like what is it teaching me? What's the purpose? And is it time to dissolve the fear, or do I need to keep on holding on to it because it's a legit thing? Like what is it protecting me from? Right. So, what I am essentially doing in this process, and I think you mentioned this, Angie, is I'm separating the fear from who I am. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm giving it a name. I'm, I'm making it something separate. From myself, And I'm going to talk, we're going to dive more into this in a little bit, but I want you guys to understand, like the fear is not a part of you. It is there to protect you. And it's something that I have decided, or you have decided to bring with you. And I like to think about like a hundred pound backpack, right? The, the self-doubt or the limiting belief that you've got is this backpack that's on you. And it, I want you to imagine it weighs a hundred pounds, Right. And it's up to you. Do you want to keep living with that hundred-pound backpack on your back? Which essentially keeps you, you, you move slower. You feel trapped, at least I did. Or is it time for me to take that backpack off? Right. And that's your choice. And you you get to make that decision. But ultimately, it's the that belief, that self-doubt. You need to name it and you need to figure out like, hey, what is this teaching me and why is it coming up?
1: Oh, I love that visual of the weighted backpack yeah. and just its impact then as we go forward in life, just slowing you down, weighing you down Ooh, that's yeah. I like that a lot.
0: I had to give um, a visual for, yes. for my mind to like really grasp
1: what it was doing. No, it's huge. Um, all right, let's dive into, I guess, maybe our strategies and kind of dive a little bit deeper into our mindsets around it. Yeah. Um, yeah. now, when I was thinking about it, I kind of grouped or I kind of separated like four different, um, topics or strategies. So I'll kind of go through those. So the first one is when those thoughts of doubting my ability. So when I doubt my ability um, to do something, what do I do? And I have this little mental mindset game that I play, which I call proof of concept. So essentially I go into my memories of all the other times that I doubted my ability, but then did the thing I was doubting and prove to myself that I can do it. Mm -hmm. Um, Like a few big examples that I always kind of, my mind always goes to is, one is when um, I was leaving the courthouse where my divorce was finalized. Um, You know, in the courthouse it was, my ex didn't even show up, it was just me, my lawyer and the judge and I remember Everything was finalized that day. And I walked out of that courthouse thinking to myself, I just, I did it. And I just remember thinking of my earlier self, like six months earlier, I was laying on my floor in a fetal position, just sobbing, really just thinking to myself, like, I don't know if I could go on. And then I just bring myself back to that girl walking out of that courthouse just knowing like, I just did it. I just, I did it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Another one that I, my mind always goes to is when I moved in to my apartment in the city. Um, that day, you know, the movers left and my parents helped me get organized and then they went home and it was just me in my apartment. And this was the first time I have ever lived alone. And I just remember, thinking um about my mindset my whole life i just never thought i could live alone i always thought i needed someone else someone else to help and support um and i just remember standing in my apartment just so proud of myself like oh my god i i'm doing it it's like i'm doing the thing i thought i could never do Um, and I guess kind of like in that moment, oh, I was so proud of myself and, and it also just made me very acutely aware that I'm stronger and more capable than I think. Yeah. You know? Um, so I, yeah, I think remembering that and bringing that like forward is just so important for sure uh, you know and like the last one too that i my mind always goes to is the when i formed my business my llc like i remember getting the the paperwork that it was like a formal thing i had an llc and i actually just like laughed to myself because i <laughs> always used to say like i don't understand business i don't get finance like i could never do this and I'm like I just have my own business now like what Like, you just like do it and you figure it out yeah you know so I guess like the takeaway for that is when those thoughts of self-doubt or doubt of ability come in just like go back and remember all the times you did something you didn't think you could do and just remember like We're all just way more capable than we think we are, Yeah. Um, you know? So,
0: so when you say proof of concept, it's going back and looking at the times where you could
1: actually do what you didn't think you could. 100%. I just keep, I prove to myself, I can do the things I think I can't, you know, I've shown that to myself time and time again. So when another life thing comes at me that I think, and I start thinking, oh God, can I do this? I just go back and I'm like, well, I have proved that I can do these things. So, okay. you know, I choose to then step forward. Love that. Then the next one is when that fear of failure enters in. Um, and this one's so interesting for me because uh, this is really completely, my thoughts around this has completely shifted. Um because I don't really think I fear failure anymore because my life has shown me that every time I have quote unquote failed, those events have led to just like these, like the greatest transformations in my life. Mm -hmm. Like the failures have led to such personal growth and evolution that I I now look at failures with almost like excitement and for sure gratitude. Um, Like the biggest, easiest example is my divorce, right? So yes, my marriage failed, but there is an Angela before and an Angela after. And I am just so grateful for that experience because of what the person is. It led me to now, you know, when things are going smoothly and successful, we don't really do anything to change. It's really when things don't go our way that I think more, the most growth happens. Um, So now when, you know, that thought of like, Oh God, if I do this, I might, it might fail, you know, first I, I know failure is never fatal. Like we right. survive it, and then I almost get like excited because so I'm like, okay, well, if it doesn't work out, I wonder what growth is going to come from this. Ooh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. Then I had to reframe your mind around failure. Hundred percent, hundred percent of reframe. Um, and the next one is maybe a little bit similar too. Is that thought of? that we're not on the timeline or the right timeline that we give ourselves or that we feel like society puts on us like oh we should be further along or we should be doing more than we're doing um you know for me what i've learned is the timeline that my life has actually taken has been just far greater than Anything my mind actually did come up with or think. Yeah. Um, so there is a bit of like a surrender that your life, the timeline of your life is just far greater than your mind can imagine. Um, and those, I don't know if you want to call them like delays or detours in your life, or at least in my life, have been some of the, or led to some of the greatest moments and experiences. Like, for example, when I was 31 years old, I sold my house and moved back in with my parents for a year. And yes, you would, someone would say that this was not on my timeline. <laughs> <Why not? laughs> I don't think it's on society's timeline. Like, you know what you should do at 31? you should move back in with your parents. Um so it was definitely not um yeah, on the timeline, but you know, that year for one year I got to spend every single day with my parents who are my two most favorite people in the world and I will always be just so grateful for that time and that is a year I will never never regret never regret having that time with them so i don't know it's like if your timeline seems like it's fallen apart or going on a detour maybe just like get excited because that detour might be taking you somewhere really really cool for sure and then be like whose timeline would they come up with this <laughs> so just yes just out there for nothing yes yes also can I come live with your parents I mean they're hands down the best roommates ever <laughs> just a shout out <laughs> so people, people would always ask me like oh is it hard living oh, with your no. parents I'm like it was the greatest year of my life. (laughs) Not mad about it. No. Oh God. Um, okay. And then the last one I wanted to talk about was that imposter syndrome. Um, you know, when you feel like, oh, do I belong here? Am am I able, am I, should I be doing this? Mm -hmm. Um, And this is, so this actually just recently happened to me. Um, So, you know, I've been a physical therapist for like 13 years now. And this past year, I just got trained in pelvic floor physical therapy, where I can like evaluate and treat internally. Um, And it's just been a, it has been a while that I've felt like such a novice in my professional life um and i remember when you know it started scheduling patients for pelvic floor therapy um imposter syndrome like hit me super hard i'm like oh god i don't know what i'm doing i don't know if i can do this um i literally was thinking i'm like do i cancel them do i just say i can't do it um And then this thought came into my head, which is, you know, I love a good mantra is one of my mantras. And that is that, what if today you are the answer to someone else's prayers? And that thought just like really grounded me in that moment. um, Because I just thought like, okay, what if this patient what they need right now today is for me to listen to them to see them and just to care for them, mm-hmm. um, them. you know and like if i if i let this fear or doubt stop me then their prayer isn't answered um and yeah it just really it really grounded me um And I just realized like, okay, I don't have to have all the answers. I don't need to know everything. I just need to show up and care for people. And I think that's, I don't know. I think that's what it's all about. So I don't know, you know? So I think when that imposter syndrome maybe like creeps in, like step outside yourself and just remember like people need you the world needs you so you don't have to know it all or have it all together just just be you and I don't know that might be the answer to someone's prayer so I love that yeah so those I'm are kind of like keep going I don't know my thoughts on it um I feel like the best patient
0: therapist connection I've had with people they have like the most basic things wrong and I really don't do much for them other than just show up and connect with them like we're talking about their kids and whatnot and yes. it's it's not really I don't have to
1: make you don't have to make it complicated 100 percent. I'll never forget one I, it was a continuing ed class and the instructor it was like three days it's all science-based all technical blah 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 and I'll never forget at the end of the third day, after he was just like so science minded, he literally stopped the class. He's like, "All right, listen, this is what I'm gonna leave you guys with." He goes, "At the end of the day, people don't care what you know all all they remember is that you cared for them, so just like don't worry about knowing everything, just care for them, and that's." to your point, Jules, like that's the therapy, I think, you know, so for sure. All right. Let's dive into your, I guess, mindsets and strategies around it. Yeah. Okay. And some of mine are kind of,
0: I love it because we are so (laughs) similar (laughs) and different, like a lot of ours overlap, but we think about it differently. So I think this will be fun. So fun. Okay. So for me, uh, the big, self-doubt thought I have is this fear of failure, right? Everything I do comes down to this fear of failure and it could look like, oh, I'm not good enough to do that for X, Y, Z, or I might get rejected. Like those are the thoughts in my head, but really it boils down to the fear of failure. And it's because I've lived my life in the way that I thought I had to achieve things to earn love. So if I'm not achieving, I'm failing, Therefore, I am unlovable if I fail. Okay, I don't live like this anymore, but this ran my life for a very long time. So, for me, the the fear of failure it comes up quite often, and I'm not really sure that fear is ever going to go away. Uh, but let's go back to that backpack, right? That backpack, it's always going to be there. Um, sometimes it just jumps on my back and I'm like, Whoa, who put, who put you back on there, <laughs> um, I cannot, but it's there, it just jumps on my back. But now I have the ability to say, you know what? I'm not going to wear you today. I'm going to take you off of my back so that I can do X, Y, or Z. All right. And I'm going to take you through, I'm more process, um, minded. So I'm going to take you through like a process of how I started that journey of identifying what's holding me back and then taking it off. All right. So the first thing I had to do was I had to get really crystal clear on what the actual fear was and what was driving it. Okay. So I essentially, I got sick of wanting more for myself and never going for it. I constantly was dreaming of doing other things, um, Public speaking, this podcast, starting a company, like it was in my head for a very long time. And I always shot it down, whether it looked like I'm not good enough to do that. You might fail. What if people don't like it? Right. So I had to dig in. And first of all, I had to become aware of what's going on in my brain. Right. Again, back to awareness. If we don't know what's coming up in our mind, we're not ever going to be able to get rid of it. So I started to write down the thoughts in my mind, and this can take months to years really to get crystal clear on what is the real issue here? Like for you, Ange, you, you narrowed it down to doubt of ability, fear of failure, um, the timeline thing, but I'm, I'm sure that didn't just come to you in the blink of an eye. Like you had to really sit down and
1: totally figure out what's the issue here. Like you said too, it's like all about the awareness, but that takes a lot of time. Yes.
0: Yeah. So I'm, I don't want you guys to think like after this episode, you're going to be a pro at this. No, like just start becoming aware of what is in your mind. All right. So I'm going to challenge you to do this because once you know, the real fear, um, you can start to work backwards from that fear and that's where you can start to, to move Beyond it, all right. So you got to name it. So for me, it was fear of failure, right? And then I want you to go back and and identify like the origin of it. Where did this come from? Was it was it your childhood? Was it at home? Was it at school? Was it a teammate? It doesn't always happen at home. Like it can happen anywhere. So find the origin of this self talk belief that you're walking around with. And then once you are aware of the belief where it originated, you're probably going to start to become more aware of how it's actually holding you back and for how long. And for me, when I made the connection of the fear of failure, I mean, it dates back to like four or five years old, which is just, it's crazy. It's it's crazy. It's annoying. It's frustrating. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) It's, It's so annoying. And then you become aware of how ridiculous the thought actually is that you're carrying around because you begin to realize that they're not facts about you, right? Uh, yes. That timeline thing for you, like that who can there is no timeline. Like we're just carrying that around and their opinions that are most likely wrong.
1: And like I said earlier to this like I think that's the, where we go wrong is when these thoughts we accept as truth. Like every thought yeah. that comes in thoughts that come to our, into our mind are, ex, they're separate from us and it's separate. It's like, actually, like you said, that taking that thought and analyzing it external from you, it's yeah. not the truth. No,
0: it's so good. I, I've started doing that more recently and I, it's, Really effective mm. at getting rid of that thought. Yes. Okay. So you know the thought, you know where it originated from, you know that it's ridiculous and it's an opinion and not true. Um, and the next step, once you identify that, is you're going to start talking back to it. So, what Ange said, like it's not a part of you. So, here's an example I told myself for a long time that I'm not good at doing hair. Um, I grew up. My mom was a hairstylist, so she always did my hair. I never had to do it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it looked really good, but I didn't do it. Um, so there's there was a thought in my head. I'm not good at hair. Well, okay, that's a thought, and I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that over there in my brain, and then I'm going to say back to it. Just because I haven't always been good at doing hair doesn't mean that I can't be great at it now. Yes. You to keep Your opinions to yourself, like talk to it. Like it is another human being love this. So that's the first part that I go through is get crystal clear on what the fear is that's driving your behavior. And when I, when I say crystal clear, what is it get to the origin of it and separate it from you and then get to the facts. Right. And this is back to Ange's proof of concept. We're just talking about it in a different way. So, again, the most annoying thing about limiting beliefs is that they are opinions and they are most likely, 99.9% of them, they are false. They are not true. And I want to use um, the fear of public speaking, right? Let's go through that. Public speaking is one of the most feared things in the world. And people, I've heard so many people be like, yeah, I want to do that, but I can't public speak or I'm the worst public speaker. But are you really that bad? At public yep. speaking, right? Are you really that bad? So think about: say you go, you're watching yourself give a presentation, which is terrifying. It's terrifying for anyone that does it, whether they are good at it or not. Um, but after that experience, think about what happened rather than how you felt, because that's the difference here. You might have thought it you did terrible, but what really happened? Like, did anyone boo you off stage? Most likely not <laughs> your boss meet with you and say, like, you need to never speak. No, right. No one came up to you and told you how terrible you were. After you. Like, you, that is a thought in your mind. So when you are examining the facts behind your, your self-talk, your limiting beliefs, you need to consider two things. And it goes back to Angie's proof of concept, right? Was there any evidence to prove that you're truly limited in this area? Probably not. And if you did find evidence that you're limited in it, was it tainted by the thoughts in your head? Probably.
1: Oh, <laughs> I love that example.
0: It's so good. It's so good. Everyone says they're the worst public speaker and they're not.
1: <laughs> they're not. I just like love, you know, my science, my like evidence, like let's evidence use, yes. no evidence of any of this. Yeah. No. So yeah. So crazy. Yes.
0: So then you just start creating a new self-talk, right? And it's funny you use the business example, because that was my example for this too. Yes. <laughs> right. Okay. So I have had dreams of creating a business for myself for a, for a very long time. Very long time. And I let this fear of, I will fail, keep me what in what felt like a job that was just a prison for, for a long time. And not because the job was bad, it's because I knew in my heart that I just wanted to do something different. All right. But for me, the fear of failure is it goes deep. It goes to like the seven basic needs of a human, right? If I fail, I'm not going to have food on my table. If I fail, I won't be loved. If I fail, my kids won't be able to play sports, right? So it was like a deep-seated failure, a deep-seated thought, fear that if I fail, things will not be good for not only me, but other people. So then I had to start examining the facts, right? Well, one, I've never started a business. That is, that is a fact. But I'm also two, I'm capable of learning new things and I've done, I've shown that. In a number of ways, I am coachable, have resources at my fingertips. I know who to hire, I know who would help me. Um, I can also start my own company, my own business, and be safe because I have a, a PRN job that's going to allow me steady income while I figure this out. And that was a huge one for me. The, the safety aspect is what drives a lot of my decisions. Yep. So then I decided had to create a new thought in my mind, like, Hey, I am safe to start a business because I have the steady income coming in. I'm coachable and I'm capable of learning new things. So when you tell me, I can't, you keep your opinions over there. And I, I'm yeah. just talking to it and it's, it's powerful. And it seems weird. I mean, don't have a conversation in public with yourself, <laughs>
1: I mean, I do sometimes. (laughs) This is done in the comfort of my home, typically in a journal. But hey, whatever, whatever (laughs) works, whatever moves the needle. But I love the one thing too, because I do this too, Jules. Is when the when my lack of current knowledge starts um, causing fear. I think to myself, I'm like, okay, just because I don't know this now my brain is fully capable of learning. Once yeah. again, like go back to the evidence. I have learned many things throughout my life and I can learn a new thing as well. So it's, oh, I love this process that you go through. I think we had to talk ourselves to, through that for the podcast. <laughs> you, I. You know what? That is so true. We're, clearly we had no idea any of this. We're like, okay, we are both two intelligent women yeah. who can, we can learn and we did learn once again. <laughs> so crazy. Uh, okay. So my big fear of
0: failure, that is like my, that's my process to get over that fear of failure, which look it that fear takes on many hats and it tries to disguise itself, but really it's, I will fail and I will not have safety if I fail. So that's what I go through to get through that. Um, But there's another one that comes up for me and it's who am I to do this, right? Mm. Which is essentially imposter syndrome, right? Mm -hmm. This came up big when I wanted to do retreats. And I don't really know why I wanted to do retreats other than my gut told me I need to do retreats. So people kept asking me like, hey, why are you doing this? Why do you want to do this? And I'm like, I don't know. I just know I need to be doing it Uh and, and, and who am I to do this came up big time in that whole process. Um, But luckily I had a coach at the time who was able to see what I couldn't see in myself. And she really just spoke truth into me. And I honestly, like, I give her so much credit for that. Period of time because it is what pushed me over the hump to do the thing that I always wanted to do. Because unfortunately, at the end of the day, creating the life that you want, it's going to be scary, right? Like I'm not sugarcoating this. But what's worse is the regret,
1: Mm.
0: right? Yeah. Like we're gonna one day we're gonna take our last breath. We're gonna have the Mm. last. Conversation with our people. I did this with my mom. Oh. And the other people's opinions that you had in your mind that kept you small, or the future that you created that kept you stuck, it just doesn't matter. Mm. Right. It does not matter. What matters is how we live and what we do with our time. So I want you guys to hear me when I say this, you will never know your true potential
1: until you break free from the unfair judgments that you've placed on yourself in your brain. Mm -hmm. Only You can do it and you're never going to know your potential until you do. Oh God, that's. So powerful. I just keep thinking. And when you brought up, it's just a good reminder. Like they always talk about almost like uh, what they call it, the deathbed um, kind of meditation, like on your deathbed, (laughs) what are you going to regret? What are you going to be proud of? And sometimes going there and thinking about it, like Don't let, don't choose so you don't regret. It's scary, like you said, it is just so freaking scary, but so powerful. And when you were talking about, you know, stepping forward and doing the retreats, like how I can only imagine at first how just the fear and this, how scary that was. But I just keep thinking how many years now later, all the ripple effects of you. Making that choice and pushing through those fears, like you are, you have changed obviously my life, but like so many people's lives in so many ways. That it's like, oh my god, if you didn't do that, I mean, I don't, I don't even know where I would be right now. Yeah, Yeah. I so gotta be emotional. Like, it is so crazy. So, I don't know. Thank you for that, and yes for everyone god like you do it for you but do it for the rest of the world too you know
0: that's that's what's coming up for me is it's not only for you
1: but it's there is something greater if you're being called to do it you just gotta do it amen 100 percent thank you everyone for joining us today and if nothing else We hope you remember that self-doubt is not your truth. So keep being you, keep stepping forward. The world needs you. If you like our content, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the show and share it with a friend. All right, we are signing off. Love, Jules and Ange.